Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Geek Town Radio. I'm Dave Elliott and I'm back this week with Adam. Oh god. <laughs> 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 well, we thought that was really appropriate. You've been off around the world. <laughs> Again. Again. Quite literally in the middle of nowhere. Yes. So where were you? You were, you were um, uh, India? I spent four weeks in India. Uh, yes. And for the first time in my life, there was no phone signal and no internet because the flooding in the local town that we were in took out everything. <laughs> So the only communication with the outside world was a sat phone. Yes, we do carry those. And uh, one tiny little mobile that a, a little local would let us use every now and again. So for three solid weeks, I couldn't speak to anyone. <laughs> I'm sure there were some people that were quite happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, I hope the plane turns up. I hope the plane <laughs> So yeah, it's been a busy, busy, busy week. Uh, well, not week. It's been a busy, busy few months actually. So well, I have not been here, like in the middle of nowhere, doing exotic things with no electricity. <laughs> yes, and then then you were in America That's doing completely the opposite. <laughs> so I went from well, you know, what, am I am I allowed to eat this without it giving food poisoning? <laughs> and whatever it is, could I have some more, please, because I'm not eating enough. <laughs> So suddenly there's too much to eat and there's electricity everywhere and I've got air conditioning. So it's like, what? <laughs> I went from developing world to extreme developed world in sort of a two-week period. <laughs> That's good. You know, if you if you don't like the... <laughs> I have found another one which, which is completely appropriate for you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that works. <laughs> I'm not being stereotyped at all. <laughs> no, not in the slightest. <laughs> you can't. It's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> I really would like to sit down and find out what people will sort of profile me as. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Busy boy. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. You. So you're in. Uh, you're in Disney when you're in America. You're at the in uh, Florida. Yeah. 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 I did. Um, well, yeah, I did an absolute sort of, I've never had two weeks off in about 15 years. So I had an amazing two week period where we did everything you could possibly do in theme parks in two weeks. Yeah. So, uh, it's just, uh, I can truly say theme parked out now. <laughs> <laughs> if I see any more fast food or, or some 3d goggle wearing ride where they turn you upside down, <laughs> I don't want to know anymore. Or a man in a giant six-foot rat suit. 
it's a Robin Williams line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a Robin Williams line. Toned down slightly. But yes, uh, I didn't do Disney this time when I was in, in the US. I did Universal. I did, which was good fun. Yeah. Um, uh, so I did that in LA. Um, I didn't, I haven't done Disney for a few years. I, I haven't done Florida for a long time. So, uh, it so yeah. down nostalgia lane for me because I hadn't been there in, in 20 years. So I, I yeah. was looking to go back and reignite childhood memories. And, and that was quite nice. And oddly, what I found really, really good was instead of trying to do the stuff that I found really cool as a teenager, that kind of dated an awful lot. But yeah. I went right back to the really cute Disney stuff. <laughs> really, really cute Disney stuff where you got sort of Tom Sawyer's Island and sort of the adventure areas of Disney. I found that really magical. <laughs> stuff that I thought was cool as a teenager, seriously, is not cool anymore. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed um, Universal. So, because it was the first time I'd ever been there, so that was all brand new. Oh, cool. And of course, uh, did all the Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. They've done that. They've done a lot of Harry Potter stuff there. <laughs> and I can really understand why uh, Disney have got hold of the Star Wars franchise and they're going to Star Wars the hell out of their theme park. Yeah, that I'm looking forward maybe to. Maybe a Harry Potter Star Wars fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they they are building, um, they're still building Harry Potter World in LA at the moment. And there's, there's Gus is the one in London, which I've not been to yet. Yeah. Um, I do plan on taking a trip down there at some point, but that's supposed to be really good. A number of people I know have, have been down there and said it's fantastic. So, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of theme park stuff around if you, if you go looking for it, definitely. Yeah. And I, I need a little break from theme parks, but I'm sure I can go down to Harry Potter if you want. <laughs> yeah, that should be good fun. Um, so, that's what you've been doing most of your time. Have you seen anything regarding TV, films, anything like that? Um, I'll be honest and say, uh, after four weeks in India without a TV, uh, and then doing my entire time in Disney and Universal without a TV, because you just go to Universal or Disney and then you come back to the hotel and sleep. <laughs> and then I've just spent uh, eight days up in Scotland canoeing. The only TV I've seen is the one in the back of a chair on a plane. <laughs> and I almost forgot what it was <laughs> this is the thing so I, I fested out a little bit on uh, the kind of films on the in-flight stuff which is pretty cool yeah. so it's nice and you of picking up one or two classics on the, on the sort of back of the headset there so yeah. American Sniper was pretty cool it was really good to watch that again uh, but uh, oh. the thing I, I took advantage of not seeing before was Mad Max oh cool yeah Mad yeah. Max um, um, what was the Earth and Beyond the Fury Road that was it Fury Road, yes. Beyond Thunder Fury Road, no. no. <laughs> getting two titles mixed up. Yes, Mad Max 7 Beyond. <laughs> yes. The, it was really the good. Yes. It was really, really good. I will fully admit that I've seen the Mad Max films and, yeah, they were cool. You know, they were cool. They were kind of um, classics, kind of cult films. Uh, yeah. And because of that, I probably wouldn't have gone out and actively watched this film myself. But it's you know, yeah. free in the back of a headset. So, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I plugged that in and watched that, and I can truly say I was really impressed, really, really impressed indeed. Uh, yeah. The film was air gripping through the majority of it all the way through. To be honest, yeah, uh, yeah, of course, all the stunt stuff is extremely far fetched, but you sort of you buy into that. You can't, well, yeah, but I mean, it's Mad Max. You kind of go to go with that, don't you? Yeah, you kind of look at it and go, yeah, I, I can run with that. Everyone's blowing stuff up, <laughs> setting people on fire and, you know, tearing bits and pieces apart. I will say it was a heavily edited version I saw on the back of a plane seat, remember? <laughs> yeah, that it, is true. It was really, really good. And I've got to say that uh, Charlize Theron in it absolutely steals the show. <laughs> yes, I've heard that. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. I mean, everybody 
knows that Charlize Theron is one of the world's most beautiful women. Yeah. Uh, and in this, she's incredibly androgynous. Um, and you, you see her as a person rather than a, a sex symbol. You see her as a, yeah, as a yeah. person and as a character. And it's absolutely yeah. fantastic. It's a real testament to her, her talent, really. She's yeah, you know, yeah. a bloody good actress. Yeah, yeah. And good, good old, you know, Tom Hardy displaying some serious amounts of PTSD with it. So it was pretty <laughs> cool. And Holt was pretty good as well. So I, was, I thought it was a fantastic film and I, I got loads out of it. And to be honest, I'd probably watch it again in the UK and probably watch it, the, you know, the non-censored version. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what they cut out, actually, so we can work out what they cut out. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty obvious. A lot of, you know, body parts being chopped off here. <laughs> <laughs> a few manglings. <laughs> Yes, quite possible. But, uh, it was a really good film, you know, really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, things that have been happening while you're away, although shows that have been on while you're away. Um, there's a uh, new series of Suits is back. I know you watched Suits, didn't you? Yeah, so, I've watched Suits several times um, in terms of the, the series. Uh, and usually the, the box is on record to pick that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll get right. So, okay. so that's that's been really good this this uh, this time around. Um, I've started watching Defiance because Defiance is, is on um, Amazon as well. Uh, yeah, because that's the one thing I have watched uh, that you haven't. So I was like, what? Yeah. I've watched something you haven't. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, and it was well, it was one of those shows that that I just sailed straight past me, and I kind of watched some of the first episode, and and uh, and. I just never quite managed to get back to it, but then it, it popped up on uh, on Amazon. They've got the first three seasons on there, so um, I, I'm really enjoying it. Actually, it's really you know it's proper sci-fi. It's it's really good. You know, decent budget to it. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm really uh, really enjoying it. It's it's nice to see a decent, interesting sci-fi show. Um, yeah, you can tell the budget's getting bigger and bigger with each series. It's really cool. Right, okay. When, yeah, I'm, a, I'm only a couple of episodes in at the moment. So, uh, okay, um, well, you know, we yeah. look at the first the first one. It, it's it's an okay budget. You can tell it's an okay yeah. budget. Some, some of it's a bit hokey. Some of the... Yeah, uh, it's it's really, packing crates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's packing crates shot from four angles to make a difference. <laughs> but it's it's really good. Um, and I, I like the way that, uh, it, as you say, it's real sci-fi. They're, they're yeah. using the sci-fi as a vehicle to create... Um, um, you know, human stories. They're they're really going out there with the sci-fi stuff. Wow! Uh, and there's lots of characterizations and, and, and critters and uh, and sort of technologies. So you think, whoa, this is clever. <laughs> it's, it's really sci-fi. They managed to get Jamie Murray wearing practically no clothes again. Hooray! <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it must be in her contract somewhere that that you know how people have no nudity clause. I think she must have a nudity clause in her contract. <laughs> I must be wearing clothes. Yes, I must not be wearing clothes at some point in this. Do you think there'll be an opening for her being her body makeup artist? <laughs> Could very well be. I, I don't know. Um, yes, but uh, I, I'm really enjoying that. I thought it was really good, good fun. Um, there's a, another show which has started on Sky One, which we've talked about a couple of times on the show, um, called Zoo. Uh, which you won't have come across because you've not been here. But uh, the the basic premise is is that the the animals have been infected by this sort of virus that has turned them on the humans. Okay. Um, so so the, this is like um, them the animals, all the animals worldwide are kind of ganging up on the human population. <laughs> It's it's the most bizarre and ridiculous idea for a TV show, but it's eminently watchable. <laughs> Sounds like real life, but in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It's uh, it, it's really, really quite strange, but uh, but it's good fun. I've I've been re- really quite enjoying that. That's running on Sky One at the moment. Oh. 
Um, so I've been enjoying that. Um, the Strain is back, um, which I know uh, Chris absolutely loves. Um, but uh, that's that's back for I think it's the the second or third season. I can't remember. But um, that's um, based on the um, uh, novels and comic books and and stuff that uh, go with it. And it's about um, a vampire outbreak. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Essentially, uh, <clears throat> apart from they're kind of slightly, they're very advanced kind of versions of vampires. They have this kind of thing that comes out of their mouth and attacks people and stuff. Yeah. But that's been really good. That's back. I'm pretty sure I've seen some of the strain actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good show. Um, the Emmys were announced this week as well, mm. uh, which has got some uh, got some interesting stuff on it. Um, you got uh, Inside Amy Schumer, which was a show I caught when I was in America, and it just happened to be on Comedy Central, but they're running it over here as well, um, which is a sort of stand-up sketch show of hers with her doing bits of stand-up in between the, the sketches. Uh, it's very funny. It's it's quite rude, but very funny. <laughs> that's kind of funny is rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's worth going to see. Um, Pretty correct. Politically correct jokes. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Um, yeah, that picked up the Outstanding Variety Sketch Series Award. Um, Veep picked up uh, was it five awards, um, which is really good. Um, and that's a fantastic show as well. Uh, that's been that new series of that has been running. Um, Tony Hale won for uh, best supporting actor, and he's fantastic in that show. Um, Transparent picked up a couple of awards. That's the um, Amazon uh, show, uh, which I haven't got around to seeing yet. But they, the both the uh, uh, director and uh, Jeffrey Tambor, the um, lead actor in that, both picked up awards. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus picked up lead actress for Veep. I'm trying to think, what else? Uh, Game of Thrones won twelve awards in total. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh, wow. I think this is too. Come on, it's incredible. yeah, it, it's an amazing. I mean, and the last series actually, I wouldn't have rated as one of the better series. It was good, but you know, um, I I still think I know mean, a good series of Game of Thrones is still better than most other things on yes, TV. but um, but yeah, I, th- I think it was probably a slightly weaker series than than some of the others. There was a lot of filler in it, um, but Peter Dinklage got best uh, supporting actor for that. And I love Peter Dinklage. He's just brilliant in it. So. Highly talented guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And the writers won for the uh, for the writing. Outstanding drama series it won for. John Hamm got an award finally for Mad Men. I think he's. I think that's the first time he's won one. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's been up every single time. So, you know, and if they didn't give it to him this year, they were never going to give it to him because uh, it was the last season. So um, Viola Davis won for How to Get Away with Murder. Um, that's a fantastic show. If you've not caught that, that's well worth looking at. Okay, that's so really I've got Zoo, Zoo, <laughs> Veep, and How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. Yes, yes. There's a lot of things. I can give you a load of things to uh, to to look at. Jen Cusat won for the US version of Shameless. Uh, I'm just running through the list now. David Nutter won Best Director for Game of Thrones. Yeah, so there was there was a good uh, good selection. But yeah, the... Um, the outright winner really was Game of Thrones. I mean, 12 awards, not bad going, really. Well, it's got such a massive cast as well, and it goes all over the world. So yeah, it, it, it pushes the boundaries of TV. When anything pushes the boundaries of TV and is a success, it's going to win awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, speaking of which, Doctor Who was back as well this week. Uh-huh. Um, 
And there's been a lot of stuff in the press about its ratings because its overnight ratings was uh, 4.58 million, um, which is quite low um, compared to previous seasons. It's actually lower than any episode in the previous season. Really? Which, you, at first glance, you look and go, "Well, actually, that's you know that's not great for a returning se- for, you know for the premiere of a returning season." However, critically. People that have seen it have said it was really good, and I thought it was great. I, I mean, it's very uncompromising. If you're not a Doctor Who fan, there was a lot of stuff going on that if you've not seen any of the previous stuff, it, it's not the episode to jump in on because there was there was a lot of stuff going on. But I think it was really well done, really well put together, um, and those are only the overnight ratings. And you've got to bear in mind that so many people don't watch live these days. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't remember the last time I actually sat down and watched live TV. Yeah. No. I don't need to anymore. Uh, no, exactly. And so many people watch on iPlayer, particularly, I mean, one of the reasons BBC Three is going to uh, be purely based on the iPlayer, one of the reasons that that got passed is is because of the fact that that target audience watch things online. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I've said this before, talking to the writers of uh, the BBC Three show, Uncle, and um, they were saying that they actually do better online than they do on the live broadcast. Yeah, so, you know, it's no great surprise. I suspect you will see at minimum three, four million be added to that number when you do the correlated figures. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's anything particular to worry about, uh, you know, and it's, I think there was a rugby, the rugby world cup was on at the same time as well. So, you know, Oh, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world's in rugby. <laughs> yes. There is a lot of that going on. So, yeah, I mean, um, it'd be interesting to get the figures on that, wouldn't it? And, you know, next week when you've got a bit more information to hand, to yeah, no, it, what they had for the kind of overnight stuff and then compare it to the online stuff and the on-demand yeah. stuff. I suspect that when the figures come out for the for the full thing, it will be an awful lot higher than that. Oh, yeah, double. Yeah, it w- that wouldn't surprise me at all if if the final figures double what it, it is on the overnight. So yeah, that's that's kind of the the stuff I've been watching and and things recently. Um, cool on this thing called TV that I've heard about. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sat in an American hotel with about fifty thousand channels. I watched. Maybe an hour TV in an entire week, and it was rubbish. They can watch the Weather Channel. That was what was it doing <laughs> in Florida? It's sunny. <laughs> no, no, no. This was the week that the hurricane decided to have a little. Oh, oh okay, fair enough. I'll, I... <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, a Weather Channel in um, in LA is is completely redundant. <laughs> hot and sunny every day. It's hot and sunny pretty much every day. They're like praying for rain over there. So. <laughs> Um, oh, the other thing that, that sprung up is they, they announced last week that Sam Smith is um, uh, writing the new Bond theme um, called Writings on the Wall. And it's not out yet, but he has released this little this clip. This is for Spectre, yeah. Right. So there's this little clip that's popped up. Well, that's literally it <laughs> let me get this right has that never been used in a bomb film before <laughs> not those exact notes in that exact order <laughs> and arrangement <laughs> like, I just listen and go bomb 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we, we were talking about this when when they announced he was going to do it, and I think Amanda was on, and we were saying the the thing with the Bond theme is you kind of know where it's got to go. Yeah. So, so you know, there's a kind of target to aim for at that point. <laughs> um, Lots of big brass and some big drums. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that. I suspect it will be very Bond esque, but it certainly sounds like it. So, so that should be good. Speaking of, of Bond and uh, films, should we go on and do some TV and film news? Absolutely. Okay, film and TV news this week. Um, the first one we've we've got up is technically it's a remake, I guess. Um, it's of a thing called Neverwhere, which is a uh, Neil Gaiman um, novel. But it was also a TV series. I think it was actually a TV series and novel at the same time. In 1996, the TV series was out. I know whether you remember. No, I don't. And I'm just clarifying, that's never wear, as in never some place where, rather than never wear, as in don't ever wear it again. You look. <laughs> yes, yeah. Don't wear it again. Yeah, yeah, Neil identify Gaiman. with, and you can end up identify with an awful lot. <laughs> yeah, Neil Gaiman giving fashion advice is probably not... not <laughs> Despite the fact you need it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you can talk. <laughs> Neverwhere is back. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Neverwhere is um, um, basic premise of it. It's a fantasy show. It focuses around a guy called Richard Mayhew, who is a Scot living in London. Uh, encounters an injured girl uh, who's called Dor um, on the street one night, and uh, despite his fiance's protest, decides that he should help her, and ends up getting kind of sucked into this underworld beneath london and uh, the inhabitants of sort of london below as it's known are, are generally invisible and uh, not seen to the people in london above as they refer to it yeah. um so he basically kind of loses you know all his possessions his house his job and uh, nearly loses his mind as he sort of travels to london below and attempt to kind of make sense of it all and find his way back out again so that's the basic sort of premise of it. It's it's it was a bizarre little TV series. Um, I'm told the novel is a lot better, although I haven't actually read it. They made it into a radio play uh, in uh, 2013, which had Benedict Cumberbatch, Anthony Head, James McAvoy, Natalie Dormer, Christopher Lee, David Harwood. So it had a pretty stellar cast. I didn't hear the radio play either, but I, I imagine with a cast like that, it can't be that bad. Damn, cast, um, isn't it really? Yeah, Christopher. Um, wow. But they're they're bringing it back to uh, to TV. This is under the guidance of Francis Lawrence, who is the man behind uh, the last couple of Hunger Games movies, Catching Fire and Mockingjay. Yeah. Uh, he also shot I Am Legend as well. Okay. So um, yeah, and I I think this possibly is is his first. I think he's done the odd episode of of uh, TV, um, and he's he's directed a few episodes. But this is his first kind of full series. I think that he's he's bringing back. I'm assuming it's been done for an American audience. I, I suspect it will probably be shot over here because it's so London based. But um, well, but yeah, I suspect it's universe or a parallel culture. Um, yeah, that's that's the sort of idea. The, the the idea of London below is a lot of the stuff in it takes the names of of London above. So like Knightsbridge becomes. Uh, knights with an N rather than a K, bridge. Yeah. And it's a stone bridge whose uh, darkness takes a toll on human life. The angel Islington is actually an angel. 
so it, yeah it's this sort of parallel world I mean, if you think about it london below or london underground are kind of the same thing as well aren't they <laughs> <laughs> clever. yeah clever. yeah no it's it's a it's a really kind of bizarre um concept but it it uh it was a interesting tv series when they did it the first time so i'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see what they do with it <laughs> neil gaiman's got a couple of things coming actually because as well as this american gods which we talked about a few weeks ago is is coming as well which is coming via brian fuller uh who's the guy behind hannibal and pushing daisies and those those shows they they are making that for stars this uh Neverwhere, i don't think is landed at any particular network right now um but it is supposed to be in sort of pre-production so we'll see where it goes. Mm. But uh, <laughs> yes, it, it, I, 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 it's definitely going to be one to keep an eye on. I think that. Yeah. I think it'd be one of those things you kind of watch from the start, though, because it'd be interesting to jump into that one half a series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect getting halfway through that will, will make no sense whatsoever. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I thought that was quite interesting. Um, Sticking with with old BBC things, as we mentioned last week, Jenna Coleman has, uh, and although it hadn't been confirmed at the time, it's now confirmed that Jenna Coleman is leaving Doctor Who. So I'm kind of, I don't know. I think it, it'd be interesting to have some new people in because I think they've they've kind of wrung a lot out of that relationship in the show. Hmm. Well, every now and again, you need to dump the whole lot, don't you? Start again, and that's the yeah. great thing that you can do with uh, Doctor Who. That's probably yeah. one of the reasons why it's lasted so long. Yeah. I think it very true. So this, of course, does bring up the question of who do you get as the new companion? Macy Williams is one name that's been floating around because we know she's guesting in this series, but then she's also full-time on Game of Thrones. Um, So, uh, yeah, that will probably scupper that. Michelle Keegan, who is a Coronation Street actress and a name I know rather than anybody, you know, I don't know her from her work. You know much about Coronation Street, Dave? (laughs) No, <laughs> no. Strangely, that um, Michelle King is is the name that the bookies have got. I think have got a four to one at the moment. So, uh, okay. you know, she seems to be a favourite. Uh, other names that have been banded around is uh, Rose. You know nothing, Jon Snow, Leslie from um, Game of Thrones, yeah. and um, Alex Kingston as well, who of course plays River in the show already. And there's some suggestion that they might do the what they did with David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate and have a sort of older kind of partnership. And of course, they are technically that's his wife in the show because they are kind of married. Yeah. So that might be interesting to see them actually adventuring together on a weekly basis rather than uh, just kind of popping up for guest things every few episodes, you know. Oh, cool. Um, so you know, we'll see. We'll see where they go with it. Yeah, it's been an interesting thing this this season because one of the things that they've done with Doctor Who this this time around is there's a lot more two parter episodes. So you're back to the kind of old school cliffhangers. Yes, yes. You know, which you always used to have uh, when when you know we watched it as a child from behind the sofa. <laughs> Cushion. Cushion. Yes. <laughs> Scary Daleks. Um, <laughs> I just look back at that now and go, how how pathetic were we? <laughs> amazing things to look at and we had a wobbly plant pot and a rickety cardboard set now would be enough to fill your pants <laughs> oh, absolutely yeah it'll be interesting to see who they replace it with anyway um and uh and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing kind of more of of this season and seeing who macy williams is because macy has actually come out today saying that all the guesses that she's seen online, and she spends a lot of time online, all the all the guesses she's seen online um, have been wrong so far. 
So um, she could be just bluffing, but... Uh, oh, that's interesting, couldn't she? Good. Yeah. Well, she, the other thing she's come out and said is, is she's definitively denying that, uh, that Jon Snow is alive, because there's been a lot of stories in, about Game of Thrones that Jon Snow isn't dead. Um, How many times does a guy have to get stabbed to die? <laughs> Which, yeah, but uh, she's she's definitively saying no, no, he's definitely dead. The guy that plays Jon Snow, whose name completely escaped me, Kit Kit Harrington, okay. sort of appears to have confirmed that he is still involved in the show in some capacity. In a recent interview, he was kind of talking about it and saying, uh, uh, "I will probably you know still be involved in the show into my mid thirties, um, and I think he's in his late twenties at the moment." So. Um, he's expecting to be around for a while, but that doesn't necessarily mean he didn't die. <laughs> no, exactly, because we are dealing with magic. <laughs> so, so it could be technically he did die, and I then died, we got, but I got better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, we'll see. Only we'll see a little can. bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's merely a flesh wound. Um, yeah. So, um, so yes, we'll see where that goes. Uh, and the last bit of news we've got today is um, Amazon announced uh, on the back of, because there was a whole load of new, new Apple stuff announced um, last week, week before, last week. Yeah. So Amazon have also kind of hit back with a whole new range of uh, bits and pieces that they've come out with. And uh, the interesting thing being one of the big interesting things is they've got they brought out a new Amazon Fire TV box, which is basically like the Apple TV box, but obviously runs off Amazon yeah. and you know the stuff you buy off Amazon. It's coming out on the fifth of October, uh, seventy nine ninety nine, so it's eighty quid, which is not too unreasonable for that sort of thing. The interesting thing about this, which the Apple TV can't do, is it will run full four K Ultra HD, and the Apple TV won't do that. Ooh. So that's that's a bit uh, of a, uh, Amazon, Google, and Apple. Just between the, the three of them, it's just wow. The stuff they come out with is incredible in terms of hardware and technology. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're really pushing for it. They've got the uh, the Fire Stick. You can still get um, that's their version of the, uh, the little Chromecast, which is that little stick that you plug into the back of the TV. Uh, Thirty four ninety nine for that. That's that's quite good. I've got one of those. They've also announced a new range of um, pads as well. So they've they've still got the uh, the six inch um, pad uh, Fire HD pad that's still there. They've announced a new um, seven inch Fire pad that's a slightly lower spec, um, slightly lower screen resolution, but it's forty nine quid. I know. I've just you just sent me a link to it and it's like, what? You can buy and it's forty nine quid for a pad. <laughs> 49 quid with ads, 59 quid if to take the ads off the um, resting screen, I think it is. So, yeah, 59 quid, 49 quid. Uh, annoyingly, it's $49 in America. Oh. So we're kind of getting screwed on that. But um, Not like we still... get screwed on technology, is it? No, no, not at all. Still, fifty, uh, sorry, fifty nine or 49 quid is, is still not bad for a, a tablet from you know, a decent established brand, Yeah, you know, and uh, you can play all your Amazon stuff directly through it without any messing around. One of the other things they've come out with is they've got a kid edition because, I mean, a lot of kids these days are completely obsessed with their tablets, particularly Minecraft and that sort of stuff. So uh, what they've done is they've announced a version of that seven-inch tablet but comes in a kid-proof case, so it's got this big kind of 
bouncy case around the outside of it. So it's suitable for, you know, your five, six-year-olds if you want them to be able to play games and stuff with it. Comes with one year of Fire for Kids Unlimited. Um, so that gives them access to the sort of kid-friendly books, TV shows, uh, apps, games, that sort of stuff. Wow. And has a two-year no-quibble uh, damage warranty. So if they drop it, throw it down the stairs. You get a new one. Yeah, you get a new one. Um, and that is only $99.99. Um, That's pretty good. So it's it's twice the price of of the normal pad, but even so, that's that's still a fairly good deal with that warranty. I'm just thinking how funny it was that um, you're talking about um, kid proof, and usually when we talk about having uh, children's technology, it's it's sort of uh, safer, you know, technically safer. But, uh, yeah. It's probably it's probably more technically capable than most of the parental stuff. <laughs> the parents haven't got the IQ to get into things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I've been able to pick the kids stuff up and use it very slim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that it is quite frightening how quickly they pick, pick it up. I mean, I, I've seen two year old kids being able to pick up an iPad and find the program they want by clicking the app. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I've, I've actually had um, phone calls from my friend in America. I've had phone calls at, at two o'clock in the morning because it's the middle of the day over there. So, and he's playing around with the pads and he's, oh, he's a different time zone. <laughs> yeah. And no concept of time zones. So, you know, and he's seen my face on Skype and thought, Oh, I'll, I'll Skype Dave. <laughs> it looks like he needs some help. I'll call him. <laughs> so, you know, and he, and uh, you know, you get this Skype call at like 10 o'clock in the morning, which I was like, what on earth is that? So, um, yeah, no, it's, they're, they're very, um, it, it's quite scary how quickly they pick that sort of stuff up. So yes, um, Amazon fighting back once again. Uh, there's, there's some new, um, Google devices coming out as well. I think next month. I think there's a, or later on this month. There's a, a new phone due, um, and various other bits and pieces. So, yeah, they're all kind of at it. It's all the new technology coming out. Um, so you can take your pick, <laughs> really. Yeah, I think I'll have to give you a call and uh, work out how to uh, you know, what what steps to take. <laughs> yes, definitely. We could we could talk about that after the show. Um, so that's all the news for this week. Um, next up, we have an interview uh, with a very lovely actress. The interview this week is with an actor called Karen Bryson. Um, Karen is probably best known for playing Avril in uh, the UK version of Shameless. She was also a regular uh, on the Max Beasley show Bodies, uh, which ran for a few seasons a few years ago. Uh, She's guested on Casualty, Holby, The Bill, Doctors... Pretty much every actress at some point has been through the range of those. Um, so, yeah, she's been on those. And she's about to be a regular on a uh, new show called Cuffs, which is a new drama coming to BBC One about uh, the cops in Brighton. Uh, and she plays custody sergeant in that show. So we talk a bit about that as well. Um, she's also in a new movie called The Carrier. Um, which is about England having been overrun by a pandemic and there's no apparent cure. It's set on a slightly damaged 747 where they're kind of all trying to seek solace aboard. It's only once they're on board that they realise somebody's managed to slip through the screening and the infection is on the flight with them. So, yeah, that's uh, quite an interesting sounding film. Uh, she was really good fun to talk to. Uh, she went blogs as well. So, yes, there was a whole load of different things that we got through. Uh, but here's the interview with Karen. Um, we'll see you afterwards with some air dates. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? 
I'm fine, thank you. Wonderful. Where are you today? I'm at home. I have done a lot of running around, but I'm back at home and it's that kind of weather. Uh, yeah, I know. I was, went out at lunchtime. It's not. I'm up in Birmingham. It's not pleasant. <laughs> it certainly isn't. Bless. <laughs> uh, you're down in London, aren't yes. you? Yes. Yes, as as most actory people tend to be down, <laughs> most down well, there. Funny enough, I'm actually London-born and bred. So, oh, are you? yeah, which I know is quite rare. Yes, yes. People tend to gravitate there, but not necessarily born there in the first place. <laughs> no. Um, you're uh, you're on to talk about uh, your your new movie and and amongst other things as well. Uh, so do you want to uh, do you want to give me a quick rundown of the uh, of the film? The film's called The Carrier. It was formerly known as Artificial Horizon, and The Carrier is about a pandemic which has hit globally of an infection that renders people resistant to antibiotics in order to cure very simple infections and it's spread by touch it's gotten that bad that it's spread by touch ah. so what you're left with funny enough that's kind of the preamble the film isn't about that as such right. um, it sort of starts where you get airport staff um who literally get a plane with a pilot which is out of um, commission plane and attempt to start it and get on the plane. When they're on the plane, they discover that the infection has made it on the plane. Ah, okay. So everyone is strip searched when they go in and it wasn't noted. Otherwise, they would have been kicked off because it's survival time. Yeah, yeah. And that's the interesting thing about the film, that it isn't about sort of zombies or, you know, you conjure <laughs> up sort of ideas about what you think it is about survival and the human condition and that I yeah. found really interesting yeah i mean there's these sort of um virus type uh, uh films are, are quite popular at the moment um but they do tend to end up with being uh zombies or you know that sort of thing this is is this more more um just straight about I mean, I know it's not about the virus, but the virus itself isn't kind of, you know, bringing people back from the dead or anything no, like that. No, no, it's not. <laughs> but what's really horrible is there were a lot of prosthetics, but the prosthetics were of the development of the disease. So right, okay. It starts okay. off with something, a little um, small visible um, skin tag stroke, sort of like a vein, but going, you know, sort of black. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com and then it spreads and then infection, you're basically your body's eating itself so it ends up Ooh. with people looking in a horrible state before they they die <laughs> oh so lots of lots of prosthetics and that sort of thing going on well for a, a few of the characters there are some where yeah. you don't see it and again it is about survival it's not about good and evil even though there are some characters who are more forceful but if you think about those yeah. classic novels or those classic films like um what's the one with the animals animal farm with the kids in the 
desert with piggy and whatnot and how they survive yeah it's yeah you're gonna get varying um degrees of fight in people or resignation or it's character driven way more than i thought even on reading it it was when i saw um you know a, a screening of it most of us were in shock at the storytelling of the characters yeah i mean it's that's interesting because essentially i suppose it's it's kind of a disaster movie and in most cases with those it's it it tends to be less about the disaster itself that's just a an environment to put yeah. people under pressure yes, you know yes. um, so yeah it it sounds like it's very much in that sort of vein which is kind of vein. interesting yes and you would be very right you would be yeah. right in saying so the 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 kind of the fight for life the you know, and again, you know what I found really, really interesting. Neither you yeah. or I, Dave, know how we would react no. to a death situation. We like to think we'd be heroes. You don't yeah. know. No, no, you don't know. You don't know. You might. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, you you like to think you'd do that, yes, but, but you just yeah. don't know how you would be. You know, fingers crossed it never happens, but yeah. how you would be in a situation like that. And the thing that's also quite poignant about the subject matter is there's already been talk about the overuse of antibiotics since it was invented. Yes. Um, and how a lot of people are becoming more and more um, resistant to various strains of of, uh, of, of antibiotics, yeah. which is very scary. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, they've been going on about that for a while yeah. and it's, it, you know, it, it's entirely possible something like this could just kind of edge out and that'll be it. Exactly. So, yes, cheerful <laughs> subject. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, so it was sort of the character stuff that, that drew you um, to, the, to this particular part. Yes. Um, I play Maria Adams, who's on board with her husband and their cleaners at the airport. And right. um, they have lost, you learn in the film that they have lost a child in the first wave. Of death, right. Okay. The initial sort of um, sweeping of the pandemic, if you will. Um, yeah. So they're on there distraught to begin with. And Maria yeah. is a very, very religious woman. But right. on the plane, she questions her faith in, you know, her religion, as well as her faith in humanity in terms of what she sees with the people around her. Um, yeah. And she makes a choice. So she's kind of a really stable character throughout that's like a bit of a shadow. So, again, very different to the others. Some are very proactive. Some are natural leaders. Some are she's very still yeah. in and I'm not saying resolute, but she does question. She's quite internal. Yeah, yeah. So is the is most of the the film shot actually on the plane itself? Yes. yes. Okay, so it's a contained environment. Exactly, and of course the infection is on the plane. Yes. <laughs> and this plane's quite famous, actually. Oh, it's, really? Uh, the plane, yeah, the plane has you've been in many a British movie. Right. Yeah, it was very interesting experience because you think it would be warm. It's freezing. <laughs> no, seriously, colder than outside. I don't know the kind of oh, wow. technical reason why that is. No, we're, we're I, quite I, too cold. Yeah, where, where was it shot? <laughs> where were you based? And, right. Okay. And apparently, in the same sort of area, they film um, Top Gear. So. 
Oh yes, yes, they probably will do because they they have planes around the edge of the test track. Yes, in fact, there were times when we had to stop filming because we could hear them speeding in a little <laughs> test run for a couple of minutes. That's that pesky Chris Evans oh. trying out his uh, his luck with his new job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it got its uh, UK premiere at Raindance, didn't it? I'm so excited! I can't. Continue. Yeah, or is it? Have you done that no, yet? No, not that... yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm really chuffed, really chuffed. I mean, I was really nervous of the screening anyway to see my big old face. in a, <laughs> You know, I'm normally a TV actor. Yeah. Big old face on a big old screen. Um, <laughs> the first couple of minutes was a little bit shocking for me, and then I, then I completely forgot it was me, which is a good yeah. sign. Um, well, that's, yes, that's a good sign. Exactly. But to see other people's reaction is going to be nerve-wracking. I'm not even going to lie to you, David. Really. Um, <laughs> I I loved it, and I'm really harsh. I just want people to love it too. No, totally. Um, I mean, as you, as you mentioned there, you you are uh, primarily known as as a, a TV actor. Um, you've you've I was looking through your IMDb. You've done you've done the Bill and Holby and Doctors and Casualty and all those. I always say I think you should get some sort of badge if you get like three of those. In oh, this is more than that. I doctors three yeah. times. I think I did the Bill three times. Yeah. I finally only did Casualty after twenty seven years of it being on when I left Shameless. Really? No, seriously, <laughs> literally, I thought, right, I need to de-Avril. Let me just, it would be great to do to do a, a casualty. So I did that immediately. Yeah, because, I mean, Shameless is probably where a lot of people will know you from um, as, as that char- character as Avril. Um, how did that role come about? How did, how did you end up on, on uh, Shameless? Um, well, they called me in. Funnily enough, the diehards would know that I was actually in it some seasons before. Right. As another character. And I, I believe I'm the only person who's been in it as right. somebody else. Yes. Um, they gave me a call. I went along. Um, they'd had some pieces written, um, some scenes, went along, read those. And I forgot about it, thinking I'd done horribly. And yeah. they called me and said, we think you're great. You know, do you want to work with two guys? I was like, uh, well, Yeah. and um it literally snowballed from there and it it was like a snowball boom 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 next minute i'm in you know the studio looking at what would be our home yeah (laughs) really mad because i've watched the show going into the jockey i was like oh my gosh no pressure oh crazy and of course working with david all the actors that was yeah. a wonderful experience for sure. Yeah, no, I mean it's a fantastic show to be on. I mean, it, you know, the uh, and and one of those shows that got an American remake as well, which I don't know if that's still going. They're, they're both finished now, haven't they? I think. Oh, have they? Yeah, I think. Well, they. Yeah, I think the I think the American ones come to an end now. But yeah, there, there was. Uh, yeah, the, the, it was it was one of those that that uh, that actually got the American remake reasonably right because quite that's often it's... they don't. You know, I didn't see it, but I know it had an awful lot of kind of critical acclaim, which is great. I know yeah. that um, William H. Macy was a huge fan of Dave, yeah. Ted Frank, and I don't blame him. I thought David Threlfall was exceptional. Yeah, he's fantastic, fantastic role for yeah. him. Really good. Um, just looking back at your IMDb as well, I, I have to ask you about this. The very, very first credit you have on there is as a dancer in Staying oh, Alive. Okay. <laughs> oh, 
Dave, 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 honey. <laughs> All right, okay. There is a story there. In fact, I, I thought they yes, had to be. You and I need to, to produce a film like Searching for Sugar Man. <laughs> right, so there's some girl when I'm in nursery in America, Ellen right. Bryson, who was a dancer. <laughs> so it's not you. <laughs> somebody asked me on Twitter, and I was so offended going, do I look like I was in Staying Alive? I was going to say, <laughs> how on earth would that be possible? It just seemed ridiculous. I but I thought, let's add a, you know, toddlers or something. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I think I may have found her. Really? Yeah, there is a woman who now writes books, and she's put Mueller in between Karen and Bryson. So she's put Karen Mueller, Bryson, and I... It's her. She now writes books. Yeah, yeah. Wow. IMBD won't take it off. They don't believe me. And I'm like, (laughs) I am a little black girl who was from Wembley in England. (laughs) And I literally would have been in like reception class while someone was, and I do love staying alive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, but but it's, you know, it would have been lovely, I'm sure, to have been in it, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know. It's exactly, and, and B, I don't dance that proficiently either, so it would have been horrible for the cast. But, yeah, they won't take it off, and I, they say why, and I'm saying, because it's not me. <laughs> Again, you don't hear. It's, it's extraordinary. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, well, yeah, there, there are a few errors, I'm sure, like that one. Exactly. Yes. I thought I, I I thought I had to ask because it was there. Um, so uh, you've you also do you've done quite a lot of theatre as well because you're with RSC. Weren't right. you? Do you do you have a preference for doing TV films now you've done and theatre now you've done sort of all three? Um, I love theatre. Don't get me wrong, and I would like to go back. It's funnily enough, um, I have a real love for TV. Yeah. But I do want to get into film because that is the geek side of me, actually. I'm a big, big film buff and never, <laughs> for some reason, broke into it. Um, yeah. Theatre, I'd love to go and do something. I think I'd have to start small. I would draw yeah. something in a large theatre and I walked in the room with the director and the casting director. I could see the second page of my CV open and I thought, nope, she's not. Trust me, because the, the first page is all telly. Right. Page, because, you know, you do it in reverse order. You put the new thing yeah. up. Yeah. I saw yeah. it open and I thought, no, there's no way, because it's a fairly large theatre that I was pushing yeah. for. And they sometimes don't trust that you could carry yourself vocally or nerves. But that yeah. my, that's my background. You know, I trained at Lambda. Yeah. And yeah. I did a lot of theatre for a lot of years yeah. and played I, I, this country. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking back at, there's a copy of your CV online, and I was, I was looking back, and it's a whole string of RSC stuff. And I mean, you know, you would have thought that that should get you uh, get you a few auditions on there, on theatre jobs, really. Yeah, but it's been a, it's been such a while, and you can, yeah, and you know, there's something you go into a theatre audition, and you can hear them saying, "Oh right, so, so oh right, so you have done some theatre then?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> Read the paper. Yeah, yes, it's, extra- it's extraordinary, but people do tend to not particularly see beyond their nose. If that yeah. sense. so, a tele actor is a tele actor. You know, you get a lot of American film actors coming over and doing sort of British West End. That yeah. is sort of a rites of passage to being an actor. So they are yes. heavily advised by their managers and 
um, agents out in America. Yeah, you've got to do that show. Yeah. And West End. It's, come on, it's the West End in London. That makes you a bony, <laughs> fidey actor. So, yes. um, yeah, people generally do like to pigeonhole you. Um, I'd love to do theatre again. Um, I'd like to break into more film is the next thing I'd really love to do. And more telly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are doing more telly, aren't you? Because you, uh, you've you got a role in Cuffs, which is this new BBC yes. drama, uh, comedy drama thing. It's it's lovely. I um, I'm so proud to be part of it. I'm not one of the major six. No. Fine. I'm a regular character in it, and I love playing her. And it's Julie Gary who wrote Prisoners' Wives. Yes. Um, it's and, up and Tiger Aspect, which are brilliant for bringing out stuff that's a little bit off centre, and you go, "Wow, this is amazing." Yeah. I'm really proud yeah. to be part of it. Set in Brighton, yeah. beautifully shot. Some great directors on board and a fabulous, fabulous cast. We're talking Sean Dooley, love him. Amanda Abington, yeah. love her. Yeah. Um, Ellie Matsura, um, Ashley Walters. Yes. Just, yeah. just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. No, it it looks really good. Do you want Do you want to just explain a little bit about what it is? Yes, it's a cop show, um, and what makes it different to a lot of cop shows is it's not kind of. Um, you know, deep, dark stuff. It's a sort of nice family viewing that looks at issues that need to be spoken about. But the difference in what sits comfortably in that is that it's set in Brighton. So it's Brighton yeah. Police Force. Yeah. So there's an element of a bit of humour, a bit of tears. It's a really, yeah. it's just gorgeous with lovely characters. It's a great place to shoot as well. I mean, you know, exactly. the Brighton's... Wonderful fun. Um, and uh, do you know when that's out? It's called Cuffs, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I thought October, but I haven't really seen anything. Okay. I'm not sure. I'll have to go and look. Um, but yes. Yeah, no, that that does look interesting. It looks like a, a good, solid BBC yes. drama. That's so. Absolutely. With some, you know, fantastic guests that sort of came on. Really brilliant guests that came on um, as well. So... Fingers crossed it goes well with the public. I hope it does. I have faith in it. And again, as I said, I'm really proud to be part of it. Yeah, no, it, it looks uh, looks like a could be a really good um, BBC show because it's it's a new thing, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. so yeah, the fingers crossed and, they kind of take to the characters. Like I'm playing a woman called Custody while well, she's a custody sergeant, and it's Melanie Pike, and she's pretty darn fierce <laughs> in that sort of not horrible. But just not jaded, but she's worked there a long time. She's not going to... Yeah, yeah she's... She's seen it. <laughs> yeah, seen it, done it, bought the book. But I'm sure a lot of the characters think, oh, my gosh, she doesn't like me. And when you see the tender moments, she's really tender. Yeah, yeah. Stern, but but fair. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> cool. No, I'm looking forward to seeing that. That that sounds like it could be good fun. Brilliant. Um, so uh, what else are you up to? I'm uh, hustling at the moment, so... I'm auditioning like crazy, yeah. which is good. Um, some interesting stuff coming. I just hope to, you know, land one. I don't usually talk about specifically what I've been up for. Yeah, no, sure. And it's superstitious, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, I get that. Yeah, back to back to the hustle and back to sort of auditioning, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing what's out there. Yeah. So fingers crossed I land one. <laughs> yes no good luck to you um 
And, want, and also, um, I'm editor of an online women's magazine, lifestyle magazine called Those London Chicks. Yeah, I saw saw a bit of this because you're you're quite active on Twitter. Don't, what's your Twitter username? It's Karen underscore Bryson. Uh, yeah. And for London Chicks, it's at London Chicks. Yeah, and you're you're writing for that as well. Yeah, I write, we edit, we put it together, myself and a, a partner. Um, and it's incredible fun because we're starting to get women who want to contribute. Oh, cool. Basically, we have lots of contributors who are sort of experts or voices in their own field sharing their knowledge in the way that you would do in the old days you know oh, good. in families women shared knowledge so whether it's careers or whether it's motherhood whether it's recipes whether it's does my bum look big in this as <laughs> do you know what? women talk about everything so it's just yeah. a platform for the female voice yeah. and a lot of these women are you know, career women as well as mothers, as well as, and it's just sharing how, like you would in a conversation, you know, how do you deal with childcare? How, where did you go to to get all sorts of stuff? Yeah. Makeup, yeah. skincare, <laughs> food. Really? What's the uh, web address for that? www.thoselondonchicks.com. Cool. That, that sounds good. It, it's, um, there's a lot of, um, uh, things like uh, mum's net and things which are very specific to certain areas but this sounds like it's sort of rather more uh, encompassing for everything so. absolutely because it, you know in the, the words of Chaka Khan I'm every woman <laughs> you know what I mean it's one of those things where women come in all shapes and sizes with different views on life with different lifestyles and it's part of celebration so we celebrate women's achievements as well Yeah, it could be someone who um, you know, there's a young woman who I took a chance and asked for an interview, Lucy B, who has coconut oil. She's 20 something and fearless and <laughs> amazing to just pick her brains about, you know, the business or an, an, a woman called Nancy Krushank, who is the CEO of a company called My Showcase, which is like Avon stroke Space NK and encourages women to be sellers. So pretty similar to Avon in principle. Her yeah. ethos for the company warms my heart. Saying yeah. that fear is the biggest inhibitor of female entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's always great to see anybody doing entrepreneurial stuff. But I mean, I, I remember there's a a girl, a name completely escapes me, but she's um she she created this thing called the Riot Backpack, which we uh, we picked. She's only quite young. She's in her early twenties, I think. Mm. And it's a uh, it's a rucksack. It's designed backwards, so all the zips are on the inside. Brilliant. So if you're out, uh, nobody else can get into brilliant. it. But she's she's brilliant. She's great fun to talk to. Um, and uh, we saw her at the Gadget Show um, earlier in the year, and um, uh, she yeah she was she was great. She was just there, and she had this idea, and she kind of put it together, and you know started kind of you know um, funding you know fan funding. I think she did it through Kickstarter yeah. and. <laughs> I love uh, that. What's her name? Sarah Giblin, her name is. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, she's she's wonderful. She's really good to talk to. I've actually got one of her bags. <laughs> so, it's a great idea. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. It's it was such a wonderful. It's so simple and and you know, you think, well, why aren't all bags made like this? This makes far more sense. I remember getting stuff stolen from the back of my rucksack, stupidly yeah. putting it in. You know, they've got the front zip and it's on your back. Easy. 
Yeah, yeah. And and that was her point was if you're out travelling, the only person that needs to get into your backpack generally is you. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, she's she's great and she seems to be doing really well with it. So um but yeah, riot bag it's called. Um definitely definitely worth looking at. Brilliant. One final question, which we always ask people, um, because we cover a lot of TV on the site. Are there any shows that you're particularly a fan of um, or something that you would love to be in that's either out there right now or you know, just shows there that you really like? Um, this is probably so predictable for an actress to say, but Orange is the new plaque. Ah, yeah. No, actually, we get that's 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 one that we've not had very often, actually. But yes, I love that so show. It's I. fabulous. So do I. And I love being part of stuff that's a little edgy. That's got a little yeah. something, something going on. Um, yeah. The power of television is so huge for to have a platform that's doable, i.e. you've gotten funding, but still breaks barriers like the shamelesses of this world. Or I did a series years ago called Bodies with yes. Mercuria. Again, edgy. I love yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, the fact that there are it's a female-led show, character-led show, many yeah. types of women you know, all in one place with all their different personalities. I'd absolutely love being in something like that. Yeah. That picked up an Emmy this uh, weekend, didn't oh, it? Oh, that's it's, brilliant. Uh, yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the, the woman yeah, that got it. But, the uh, crazy eyes lady, isn't it? The one who plays Chris. Oh, do you know I didn't know? I was so elated over Viola Davis. I didn't watch much yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. No, I, Viola Davis is phenomenal. That was for um, the... Yes, how uh, to get away with murder. How to go with murder. I'd like to be in that as well, but her part. Yeah. But if I was her sister or something. <laughs> She's yeah. amazing. I'm so chuffed. But in 2015, the first black woman to win the outstanding actress, not the supporting, but... yeah. 2015, Dave. I know it's it's ridiculous <laughs> that it's taken that long, but uh, you know, I, she utterly deserved to win. She's that. amazing. Um, sure. She's brilliant in that film. In that, and I mean, there was and and uh, Tarology, uh Henderson as well. Oh, was, in was Empire. Oh, don't we could talk for hours of <laughs> her in that show. That that's a brilliant show as well. It's. Uh, they described it as like um, as as Dallas, but with um, hip hop music replacing oil. And I, you know, it, it's got that kind of slightly ridiculous over the yes, topness I to it. They'd likened it to Nashville, you know. Yeah, it, well, I, Nashville's not a show I've watched actually, but the um, but but yeah, I I mean, I I thought um, I thought that was a, a great analogy for it because it, it's it's just got that it um, has. sort of scenery chewing yes. edge to it. It's, it's not, just exactly. Brilliant. It's not you know deep, but it's enjoyable, deeply yeah. enjoyable. It's not the kind of deep. Oh, let's you know intellectualize yeah. about the complex. It is what it is, and it's entertaining. Boom. Yeah, no, absolutely, and she's fantastic. <laughs> on that note, we've been on about half an hour, so I should probably let you uh, get back to your day. Um, it's been great fun talking to you. Likewise, thank you so much. No problem. Uh, I hope everything goes um, great with the uh, the film and the, the new uh, TV show as well. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. Um, and uh, good luck with everything, and and come back on next time you're, you're up for something. <laughs> absolutely love that. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. No problem. It's been great. Take care now. See you. Bye. Bye. So that was the interview with Karen. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, now we have some air date updates. So first air date we have back is um, Once Upon a Time. 
season five, which is returning to Netflix as season four did last year. Uh, they are running on the 30th of September. It will be back, which is very slightly after the, uh, it's the fact, I think it's the next day after the US. So um, I'm glad to have that back on again. I bet you're a bit Disneyed out at this point. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see any more princesses. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, that's back on. Um, that's that's been really good. I, I managed to catch up with the last season finally, so uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to that and coming back. We are into the fall season in the US, so we are into things kind of starting to return. Yeah. Mike and Molly um, season five part two uh, is returning to Comedy Central. That's on the third of October at nine thirty. Empire season two is re- returning to E4 on the sixth of October at nine p.m. That's a fantastic show. That's another one you need to go and watch if you've. Uh, yeah, if you've that's, I've that. heard that's really, really good. Uh, it's had a lot of good reviews. Yeah, now that that's it's great. It's as we said, sort of on numerous occasions, Dallas with um, hip hop replacing oil, basically. Is the, yeah, the premise it of it. But <laughs> it's it's really good fun. Bones returns for its eleventh season, um, oh. and it's got to be getting towards its final season. I would have thought <laughs> at this point. It can't run for that much longer, I'm fairly sure. But uh, that's coming back in October, Sky Living have said, but we haven't got an exact date for that yet. Um, but that's a really good show. I, I enjoy that. It's silly, but I enjoy it. That's with David Boreanaz, isn't it? Yeah, that's back, so that's really good. Uh, Suspects Season 4, that's on Channel 5 um, some point in October. It'll, it'll air the week of the 3rd of October, uh, but we haven't got the uh, exact date for that yet. Um, have I got news for you? He's back for its fiftieth season. <laughs> Good credit for them. Good credit. But then again, yeah. you know, news never runs out, does it? <laughs> no, exactly. Um, and uh, they will be having Jeremy Clarkson on at some point. It'll be his first BBC appearance since he got kicked off Top Gear. Wow! <laughs> so that'll be one to watch out for. They, they um, allow him in the building, right? Yes, yes. Apparently, they have. <laughs> That's back on the second of October. Uh, I think it was, it'd be nine or ten PM that. Agent Carter season two. They've confirmed that that is coming to Fox. We don't know the exact time for that, but it'd be early. Um, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> you, that should be on the. I think it's on Sky. I would have thought you have to go and see if it's on catch up somewhere. Okay. But yeah, that's that's really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, so they're saying they think they're going to run it close to the US air date. So we'll see. Um, and Gotham. Uh, this has caused a bit of controversy today because um, they posted this on the Facebook page. Gotham Season 2 is coming back to Channel 5, but it's not coming back to Channel 5 until early 2016. And it just started again in the US. Um, so what? <laughs> rather than running it close to the US air date, they're holding it until the start of the new year. The, I suspect the reason for that is because if you look at how it ran last season, there were a, a two massive breaks in the show. Um, there was a break of around six weeks, which was the end of November till um, middle of January. And then they broke again four weeks in March. It basically didn't air in March last year. Um, so that's kind of 10 weeks you've got to lose out of the schedule if you want to try and run it as one solid block rather than kind of run a bit and then run more and then, you know, and then kind of have to stick something else on for a bit. And then so it gets very messy. 
So they tend to quite often try and make something run as a solid block, and I suspect that's what they're trying to do. I'm not convinced it's the best idea for a show like Gotham, because the fans will probably go and try and find it elsewhere. But it is coming back. Uh, So, you know, hold on, uh, and you can watch it in one go, and it should be around early 2016, according to Channel 5. A long, long time to wait, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's only a few months, scarily. It's not that long. (laughs) (laughs) so uh that's the air date updates next week on tv you've got uh nurse jackie comes back uh that's for season six that's on the 23rd of september so that's back tomorrow at 10 past 10 there is a show called uh midwinter of the spirit that's a mini season uh three-part mini series based on phil rickman's novels about merrily watkins a country vicar and an exorcist um stars uh david therothal so um yeah that's an itv show that's good <laughs> yeah an exorcist yeah. TV show. Excellent stuff. <laughs> um, so that's on the 23rd of September at 9pm um, NCIS New Orleans uh, returns for the second half of its season that's on 25th at 9pm Orphan Black Orphan Black is back for its third season this again was a slightly controversial choice by bbc3 um they're putting it on at on the 27th of september at 10 past two in the morning uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but as we've said most um, people recording stuff uh, yeah people they they obviously i think they wanted to put it on live but i don't think they're expecting anybody to watch it live they're expecting people to record it um and as they don't want to just dump it onto the iplayer they will run it out at you know some point so they decided to stick it on it um Ten past two. I can't believe there is other stuff that they couldn't have bumped out the way to do it at a slightly more sensible time. But anyway, mm. so I think that's probably their thinking: is people will just record it directly off, you know, at, at ten past two in the morning, and they can just run it out there, and um, people will watch it on the on the iPlayer, or, or they'll they'll record it on Sky. Um, Does, so yes, here's a question for you: Does the fact that where most people, well, not most people, but the the percentage of population that are recording their TV for later viewing and so easily mean that TV will exponentially get better because they won't actually have to wait for the TV program to come on. They can just set their recording box and watch it from being recorded at three in the morning whenever they want to watch it. I wonder if that might happen. So well, more better TV shows will come on. It's it's difficult to say because the, the biggest problem that you have um, – with with that setup is um a lot of tv with the bbc it's no problem but with a lot of tv it relies on advertising mm. and advertising relies on you being there to watch it um yes so it gets very difficult for commercial stations yeah to make their money back if they're reliant on advertising which is why things like netflix work very well because you pay a subscription and you get it yeah you know and um, yeah and you get it on demand um and you get whole seasons at once and it's the same with amazon run the same sort of system and obviously amazon have got their other business anyway to help support the tv side sky i mean sky interestingly do both that would take a hell of a chunk out of its budget if you took all the advertising out though so yes <laughs> so who knows um and if you're still going to be pushing stuff out live on tv there are still going to be um, rates for advertising at 
what they consider to be peak times because mm. not everybody people will still want to watch something immediately as it lands so if it's a british tv show and we're the first people to see it they're going to go and watch it live yeah i suppose you're right because everybody's only got so much viewing time yeah therefore maybe the quality might go up a little bit but they're still going to get the same amount of viewing time so the amount of advertising will be the one that drives it yeah. So want to advertise on the TV shows that are being viewed. Yeah, so I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's why live TV is so popular. Um, with uh, and you know that that sort of things like Big Brother and X Factor and that sort of stuff. It's why they like those sort of shows because they can guarantee that people will watch those sort of things. Yeah. live That's, because yeah. they um, as well. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also social media side of things because people like to. It's why they push social media a lot is because people like to sit and tweet along yep. with things, and they like to tweet into the show and send texts in at so many pounds per minute to vote <laughs> their favourite person. Oh my god! Well, it's it's like even you look watch some shows on say um, Sci-Fi Channel or Dave or those those sort of shows. The continuity announcer will come in and read out texts that have come in live whilst people are watching going, oh, I can't believe that just happened. This show's fantastic. And one of the reasons they do that is because it guarantees that more people are going to watch live because it means they can sit, they'll watch the adverts, and they can text while the adverts are on. They text things in knowing that there is a chance that it'll get read out. It's a cynical advertising ploy, but it's brilliantly done. <laughs> <laughs> it's interactive TV. <laughs> yes, that's that's it. You know, so you you may get to see more of those sort of stuff going out in prime time, and um, less drama going out in prime time as it goes on. Yeah, uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Anyway, slightly off topic. <laughs> um, that's fine. Last. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Last Man on Earth uh, season two starts on uh, Dave, which uh, is running pretty much straight on after season one. That's on the 28th of September at 9 pm. That's a show you should watch. It's very, very funny. It looks very, very funny, actually. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, uh, and yeah. It looks really cool. Like, um, only man left on Earth surrounded by women. That's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. He's he he appears to be the last man left on Earth, and a woman turns up, and that she's incredibly annoying, but insists that the only way that they're ever sleeping together is if they get married. So he marries her, and then a far more beautiful woman turns up straight afterwards. Conservative <laughs> <laughs> <Consensus and> divorce. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, that it's just brilliant. It's it's so well done. So that's um, definitely worth watching. Uh, Danger Mouse season one. Oh, wow. Um, this is the new version of Danger Mouse uh, back on CBBS on the 28th of September. Uh, I haven't got an exact time for that yet, but I'm sure you can find it on CBBS. That's enough. Um, you want to do, download Danger Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> it had the best theme tune and they've kept it. So, you know. Good. Then uh, MasterChef Australia, if you're into that sort of thing, uh, I'll watch on the 28th of September at 7.30. Uh, the Middle Season 6 Part 3, that's coming to Comedy Central Extra. Uh, on the 29th at 9pm, uh, there is a show called Undateable coming to Comedy Central. Um, it's a, a comedy about 30-somethings having difficulty making commitment. Um, that's coming on the 29th of September at 930 CSI, the um, final two-hour movie, 
is coming on the 29th of September at 10 p.m. So that that's the very very last of the original CSI um, and uh, has William Peterson back and uh, Marge Hellenberger and uh, you know a lot of the the old crew are back. And finally, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah is back. Um, so that's either season one if they re-season them or season 19 if they carry on as they were going. And that's on the 29th of September at 11pm, less than 24 hours after the US. So that I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing. And that's everything for this week. <laughs> yes, busy, busy. I've made notes of all the things I'm going to record. <laughs> and not watch, because I'm never here. <laughs> you will watch them. <laughs> Do I get homework? Yes, you get homework. <laughs> you have things you've got to go home and watch now. <laughs> so, if you want to go to during the week, uh, it's geektown.co.uk throughout the week. Um, see all the latest air date info. You can reach us on podcast at geektown.co.uk if you want to email us stuff in. You can find us on Twitter at geektown or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, we're going to EGX this weekend, so you might see us wandering around if you're at EGX in Birmingham, which is the big game expo. Uh, me and Chris will be there. Uh, so Chris will be on next week. I think we're recording Monday night and uh, I imagine it will be a lot of gaming chat. So uh, so we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 